Welcome. Welcome to the Walking It Out with Elliot E. Stokes podcast. Thank you all for waiting and being patient till I did this new one. I had a lot of things happen in this last couple of months. I'm ready to talk about it. October 20th, officially now yesterday, uh, was the hottest day of my life. While the world kept moving and turning, and uh, cars were going by, and people were going places, and mothers were taking care of their children, and Fathers were playing with their sons or daughters. While the the checkout aisle was full at Kroger's and and filled up to capacity. The parking lot was bustling with a bunch of people and cars and horns and a lot of concophony of yeah, that's a big word, I know. But it's one of my favorites, concophony of <clears throat> sounds of people going throughout their life daily and going and doing things. And, you know, one of my favorite movies as far as Gumpin', one of the lines is, I don't always wonder, you know, I don't know if I'm saying it completely right, but... I always wondered when I saw people uh, on trains and buses, wondered where they were going, what they were doing, something to that effect. Now, excuse me. Uh, uh, Been around my, my, my wonderful grandchildren. There's just a story within itself. So I'm clearing my throat a little bit. It's, you know, getting colder around here in Virginia. Don't live in Tulsa no more. So <clears throat> we're dealing with all types of weather and everything as well. But yesterday was the hardest day of my life because while people were doing their things and going where they were going. And um, as I was saying, fathers with their sons, their daughters, mothers taking care of their children and getting them off to school. Um, My life slowed way down. And some of you probably know what I'm talking about because you've had times in your life where the world kept moving all around you. But the world that you were living in slowed down considerably <laughs> yeah. yeah I really can explain it completely yeah that's my wife she went she's been going through it too so just excuse it right now you know we're semi 
little mini famous so I don't think too many that you're going to worry about it too much. Uh, but if you do, my apologies. Uh, yeah, so my life slowed down. I still went to work. I still got in my car. And that in itself was interesting because all the way there, I'm praying and asking God to help me get through what I knew would be the hardest day of my life because it had been the hardest day of my life for three years now. Uh, three years of just trying to get through the 20th and you know I was thinking about it all week long Uh, the events of that day still shake me still cause me pain I had to take 15 15 minutes today out of my busy, busy schedule uh, and my job that's kind of hectic in itself and allow myself to do something I don't do much and uh, just shed a few tears, tears you would say, tears some of you are wondering, uh, three years ago, it's on this hardest day of my life I lost my daughter Caitlin Oriana Ejiro Stokes and uh, it's interesting as I get through some of these years and it seems as if up until that day I think about so many other people other than me I mean all the way up to the 19th I'm thinking about how someone feels about this particular thing or how someone's doing and I need to call these people and I gotta make sure I check on uh, the mother of my best friend who uh, who uh, passed away uh, around the same time and I need to check on um, my other friend to make sure he's still here and uh, Need to check on my godmother because she lost uh, my godbrother a couple of years ago. Got to check on my mom because, you know, she lost uh, my brother, um, you know, about maybe seven, eight years prior. Uh, sometimes I remember, sometimes I don't want things traumatic happen in my life sometimes. So just be honest, sometimes it, it just kind of goes out of sight, out of mind kind of thing or some protection that my my mind does to keep me from feeling the complete pain, you know. <clears throat> and who knows, maybe it's the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God in my life that allows me to <clears throat> to experience things without without it killing me completely. I've talked about this before, but as usual, I've got more things to say. So after the suffering that I did this year, the loss that I experienced, my pastor, my childhood pastor's wife and my childhood pastor and some other people and some musician friends and um, um, 
it feels as if that I'm finally ready to kind of get back on this and then speak my feelings and feel like now I've lived some some more life so I can do it. But yesterday was the hardest day of my life. And when I say hard, I mean hard because that day I feel like I lost part of me there. I mean, that part of me is still in Oklahoma City. It's not here anymore. I remember when I had to watch her slowly transition to this wonderful place called heaven um, that I'm eager to go to one day, but was not as eager for her to go to. And some of the things that have kind of um, caused me to kind of reflect a little bit, you know, not the not the stage of acceptance or anything like that. You know, we've kind of I've kind of been through those five stages of grief, you know, kind of had the place where um, unbelief and then upset and guilt and grieving and all of those different things. But as I was reading the article and also um, watching some things, um, some people talk about some hard times in their life. And you can probably attest to this as well. That as you get further and further away from that day of pain, rather than the pain of the immediate moment, it seems as if the the decision maybe uh, maybe a better word is the choice that you have to make or or what you feel like you you need to do or what you what you really need to choose to do and and also at the same time you know me being a, a teacher you know not a regular educational teacher, but a Bible teacher, um, as well as motivational speaker um, and mentor, I think also is how, how do you move on from this pain? What's different about it three years later that wasn't the same uh, three years prior? And what I've discovered is that um, in I give credit to whoever I heard this from. You know, sometimes you hear things, you don't remember who exactly said it, but you know that they said it and it was meant for you to hear it so you can kind of pull some things together. Um, <clears throat> you know, we're in a new church now. We're with new family members, uh, church members. Well, my my immediate family is now around us, uh, whereas when we lost baby girl, uh there was nobody there, basically, except for those who came in um, during the time uh, she was sick. Um, and when she eventually uh, transitioned and uh, left us, uh, they were there, of course, for uh, the memorial. And, the, you know, uh, I think we were we were at a place where we, we couldn't really have a funeral, per se, or any home call, any actual, you know, I was just too messed up to be able to even see her in that form. I wanted to 
to have her memory, the last one that that I was, you know, I was able to have, you know, <clears throat> basically that I wanted to hold on to to the immediate memories of life and um, the way she looked at me, the way she, you know, even which is funny, you know, you even think about sometimes about how they cry, you know. But um, to get back to my point, what wind up happening is um, I realize that as I move further away from the day of the pain, not necessarily the pain itself. And like this commentator or whoever it was that said this, and I apologize if I don't remember your name, that it becomes no longer how am I going to get through this pain it becomes how am I going to live after this has happened and I know some of you out there who have lost people or who may be experiencing even right now someone who is um, looking as if they're going to transition soon or you know, or maybe a loved one that you've already had. That that's the question that we have to confront. We have to confront it in full um, with, with with full understanding that those are the decisions you're going to have to make, and also the things that you're going to have to face. Okay, I I got through this pain. You know, I didn't I didn't die. I didn't give up. I chose to, to keep going. I chose to, to, to survive. I chose to even allow myself to thrive through this. I felt like I got stronger, you know. Marvin Savage, an awesome song about never would have made it without you. And he talks about I'm stronger, I'm wiser, you know. I'm better, much better. You know, when I look back at all he, he brought me through, I realized I made it because I had you to hold on to. And that is true. But after you get to that point, and it's the next thing you got to say is, okay, well, I made it through this this pain up to this time, which was the hardest day of my life yesterday. Now, how do I live is the most immediate thing. How do I keep living beyond this? How do I keep going? How do I keep um, moving forward? Especially when a day like yesterday, you know, that day, October 20th, always slows down my world. And some of you out there, uh, you have your world being slow, you know, your world slowing down because of the, the um, what you have faced and what you've been dealing with and the pain and the, the angst and the questions and the whys and the why nots and, the, you know, just so many things. And I just want to let you know that you're not by yourself and, and there are a lot of people out there who understand what you're going through. And I encourage you to... To see even the pain all the way through. And that's, that might sound funny to some people. But 
what I'm saying is that you can, you've experienced this pain. And I'm not going to use the, the cliche word that people use. Uh, all things work together for the good. It's true. It was. And, you know, all things do work together for the good of them who love God, who are the call according to his purpose. And you look at that, that scripture, it, it causes two different meanings. Um, there's inference of two different meanings with that scripture. One is talking about the, the gifts of the spirit and, and, and the, the things that the Holy Spirit gives us, word of knowledge and different things like that, working together for the good. And then also we have the understanding that that also applies to our, our walk. You know, this walk gets very, very um, uncertain. If I say it the best way, it, it gets very uncertain and choppy and and it doesn't look as smooth as you thought it was going to look. And it becomes more painful than you ever expected to be. But I can let you know that you can you can walk through this and not only get through this, but you can become better from this. If you don't allow this pain to be the thing that paralyzes you, it can be the thing that propels you. And what I'm saying with that, I'm saying that the pain or that issue or that problem or the thing that you faced in your past or the thing that you're still facing right now can actually be used to kind of get rid of the fear of things that you may was going to do, but you didn't do and it may get rid of the apprehension for you to step out. It may get rid of um, even some feelings that you may have had about yourself. Because looking at the quality of you after this pales in comparison to the quality of you that was before this. Now, it takes spiritual eyes to see this, of course, you know, I always call it um, I'm in the process of writing my second book. Um, If you haven't got my first book, uh, yes, I'm saved. Now what you can get that um, on Amazon starting um, in about two weeks and the release date is November the 9th. And um, even right now, you can actually. Uh, look it up on your ebook. Uh, if that's Kindle or wherever you get your ebooks, you can look it up there and it'll be there as well on all different platforms. You know, and I encourage you to, to go uh, get that as well to um, help us in what we're trying to do. But also, it'll be a benefit to you and for the maintenance of this thing that we that we have this 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 Christianity that we walk in this faith that we hold on to uh, but getting back to the point where I was talking about it and, and because this podcast is about walking it out so I just can't bring the pain to you and not tell you how to get to your purpose the pain is the pain it, it is real it is valid it is visceral it can it can paralyze you or it can paralyze your world and it can slow everything down 
But just like a record spins, you can slow it down, you can speed it up, and as much as you feel like you're out of control, you are still in control of how your world spins. You're still in control on if it's going to get moving again. You're still in control if it's going to get better eventually. Because your choice, not only to make it through the pain, but to live after the pain. Your choice to decide to keep going. Your choice to decide to keep moving. Your choice to get up every single day and know that you not only have a purpose, but you are God's purpose in this world. And that if he had meant for you to go with whoever it was that left you or went away or is not in your life anymore, or transition or like me, lose your daughter, lose your family member, you know. If he meant for you to die along with them, then you would have. And if it was his purpose for you, you could have found a way to do that. I'm always reminded of Elijah after he talked to, uh, after he went on the mountain, excuse me, and and basically uh, eviscerated the false prophets and slave them and and he had done that great thing on the mountain fire came down from heaven and it was all a big big event and he seemed like he was riding high and then Jezebel decided I'm going to kill you and I'm not going to wait to do it by this time tomorrow you're going to be dead and instead of Elijah being who he was on that mountain he became small and he ran away. And then he ran to a cave and he told the Lord how he was the last one left. And we saw that he wasn't the last one left. If you look at it, it talks about I got 7,000 that haven't kissed, but, but all I had that haven't bowed their knee to the enemy. But this is the part that gets me. And I got this from um, uh, one of my mentors. And I never even noticed it before that if Elijah really wanted to die, he didn't have to run because Jezebel had already decided she was going to kill him. So if he wanted to die, really, he could have just stayed where he was and she would have killed him and he would be dead. But what he was really doing, he was saying that I feel like I want to die. And he was telling God that I really don't want to die. That I really don't want to die. I do. I really don't want to be out of this world. I really don't want to give up on life. <laughs> Like you, I don't know if I'll ever be okay. All the way, you know. It feels as if that um, there is a place where 
I'm sure I can find um, peace, of course. And I know I have to go on. But I also understand that things are different now. Really different. And um, I just got to accept that. What I'm holding on to, understanding that I just can't learn to deal with the pain. I also have to learn how to live after the pain. Can't you catch me out the fire?